0: And I'm recording on the computer. Hey, everybody. This is Alexander A. Manzoni with Manzoni in the Morning. been too long since I recorded one of these things but, uh, I've been getting a lot of work done concentrating on the writing instead of performing or looking good in front of people coming up with fucking posts and all that shit Honestly, I'm not trying to lose sight of the writing and, uh, I don't think I've done that So I gotta tons of new poems. A lot of them. I mean a lot of new poems. But now I'm in a strange position where I'm sending out poetry to literary magazines and places, and uh, reading them on the podcast counts as publishing them. So that's pretty stupid. How about that? I would like to show to you something special. I know the people in podcast land on Anchor aren't going to be able to see this, but I've got a uh, Sophia made a Spokane Story backpack. Backpack. It's a fucking duffel bag. It's It's got my uh, logo on it. It's pretty cool. It's very hard to be on all the screens at once and show stuff, so I'm just going to do my best. So I got that made. You can't buy one yet. But I got some stuff in here. Ooh! So I got a copy of my book. uh, Manzoni in the Morning. Poems from the podcast and beyond. And uh, I've got the prototype made. This is not stapled together. But uh when I get some extra money, I'm going to make some copies, and that'll be cool. Now, I'm publishing this shit, and so these po- these poems, published. So, I feel comfortable reading some of them. Many of them, you've already heard, they're my classics. Stuff that I've read in uh, public around Spokane, or read on the podcast. But, uh a couple of them are uh, some new ones. And, uh, I don't know if I ever read this one. This is called A uh, a Snowman Made of Shit and the Grubby Little Troll Jacking Off His Microscopic Cock in the Far Corner. It feels like I fell asleep under the rear wheel of a Peterbilt, or that I got caught within the cogs and machinery of a giant Grandfather Clock. Either way... It has not been a pleasant experience. Running around a New Jersey dream town, as much as I have tried to, I shall never forget the waterfront in May's Landing, Spoonie's Marina, where old Spoonie went crazy and killed his kin. Is that how it happened? That's how I remember it. I take my last painkiller in hopes of something better Combined with my kratom, it will be quite the concoction. A chill creeps up my ankles and into the small of my back. What do we lack aside from nationwide tolerance and a true emergency? A true emergency at the border. It is a new tragedy near daily while the orange man with tiny hands Shits into his own outstretched palms and wipes it not only on the flag, but where he wants his precious wall to be. There you go. Fail to the chief. Do we really need a president setting so many bad precedents? A decadent fool with a bad comb over. That is who we need to lead us into the chaotic firestorm of modern madness. A man whose time was past at the close of the 80s, his career revived by a reality show in the aughts. No patience from the grubby little pervert of a troll jacking off his microscopic cock in the far corner. He ate the three billy goats gruff and shat out their bones through a slat in his beloved border fencing. Leave a load for Mexico to deal with. Even his shit is having a bad hair day. Upon it, the troll places a fresh new MAGA maggot hat. That's M-A-G-G-A-T. It is the world's worst snowman. Can you see its eyes? They're glowing red coals. The pile of shit springs into life. It grows legs, arms, a torso. It stumbles around blindly exclaiming curses for all those so liberalized and left-leaning. The shit man screams, I'm gonna get you, Rosie O'Donnell! You too, Kathy Griffin! But Kathy, she's already gone to Twitter she six her wild dogs, her fervent followers upon the shipman. man. A few of the more frenzied would not be able to tell exactly what she said. So hungry for blood, so hungry for violence, were they. Outrage fuels their every footfall. There are too many cults of personality to keep track of. Cardi B started her own religion, the church of the gangsta bitch, Yes, queens. Twerking into a new tomorrow where we all follow on social media are gram sluts showing off their greasy bare flesh and poorly washed crevices. I can smell the stink already. Like a two-bit gentleman's club full of abducted and trafficked Ukrainians. The sun comes out and the shit man bakes in the noonday heat. And one of Cardi's cult followers hot-wired a car and ran it straight through the shit man. And straight through the southern border fence. A hundred million refugees camped out and waiting for the right opportunity. They pour through this newly created gaping hole and into the pockmarked arms of their newfound American mother. They couldn't scramble the border patrol fast enough. Their numbers were overwhelmed by screaming Guatemalans and Hondurans. The old and the idiotic rally. They come together to yell until they find a solution. What's the solution? No science, just violence. Every blowhard talking shit got hard and whipped out their stunted pricks. They joined their hands and their genitals together and sang their prayer. Ba with the bah, the bang, the dang, diggy, 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 said the boogie, said up, jump the boogie. Their prayer extolled, Kid Rock flew on from down high and blessed them with an anointment of Bud Light. The troll ran up to the front and took all the credit, saying, you know, I invited him here. Kid Rock, he wouldn't have shown up if it wasn't for me. Me, the best president there ever was, or will be me. That was when Kathy Griffin threw off her Jeff Foxworthy mask and charged the troll on a horse made of two well-hung bears in a masquerade outfit. Now is the time, my pretties, said Kathy. Attack! Rip off the president's sack! If you do so, I will reward thee handsomely if you could make those testes my trophies. What shall become of this insanity? A testicle for a testicle leaves the whole world castrated. Who is fated to win, to triumph, to be the ultimate victor? The Trumpsters all drew their guns and fired at anything, hitting everything except Kathy and her crew. She whistled, and more combatants came running headlong from the north, What is all this conflict worth? More salt in the wounds. All of these goons soon clashed, brought together over ideological disputes. At this rate, everyone will lose. And we'll chalk it up to the dubiously questionable specter of fake news. That's a political poem that I wrote um, right around when I was getting my tooth out. And uh, so I was high on Vicodin. (laughs) And I come up with some crazy stuff when I'm high, boy, I tell you. You There's different levels of high, of course. Like, I get up in the morning, and then by about noon, I'm smoking weed. Smoking weed. Legal weed. And then there's just like, uh, you know, there's pill high, there's... Kratom High, which is like, a um, little bit like a pill high, but you don't fall asleep in your chair as much. And there's Drunk High, where you're feeling good, you feel like this, you know. And I don't do that so much anymore. Although, I did have plenty of beers this weekend. And I had a few beers last night. I was drinking Bush, because that's what I do when I go to Idaho. I drink Bush Beer. Not sponsored by Bush. So what do I have for you next? It's a shame I really want to read some of these other poems. But uh, the man is keeping me down. Fuck the man. Fuck him. So I think I'll read something that was recently published because nobody can fuck me over from doing that. And uh, just bring it up on the computer. Uh, That's not good. Okay. I'm gonna read off this poem that I wrote and published in in parentheses magazine website uh, fairly recently. This is called So Many Years Have I Spent Typing, Penning, and Sweating. Dark Day. One characterized by the fall of rain. It has persisted on and off since the previous afternoon. Watching war crimes depicted in YouTube documentary videos. Serial killers plus a few great thinkers. I am, I have contemplated their momentous lives. May I inculcate myself with a semblance of the better ones' auspiciousness. Four pages come They were written in the cold bosom of a word processor, cast in the ephemeral spirit of a digitized document. A file, one filled with code, now filled with prose. Am I close to finishing what I started? Close enough. May my novels come together in due time. So many years have I spent penning and typing and sweating. So many years of losing faith in my works, myself. So many years of writing about hell and then living it repeatedly. In varying forms, like I forgot to pay the toll, the one to the boatman, Charon. The one who ferries the souls across the river Styx. I know there are tricks that still remain up thy sleeve, but I cannot conceive of what they are. I have gone too far, yet not enough. What trials lie in wait? What suffering comes and how long before it all happens? The answer won't matter because of my failure to listen. Patience, it is not my strongest suit. I live my life with no clue, or at least it feels that way. Is there anything left for me to say? Will a prophecy cometh when I stare into the fiery blaze? If not from a bonfire, then from thy soul. When will I return to a state of normalcy? Ah, another fine morning. It is one whereupon I am exhausted. Simply from trying to sleep. Rolling around in bed. Over. And over. And over again. Interesting. I wake up a lot at night and uh, it helps to get to write to get back to sleep. Isn't that nice? it used to be something that only happened once in a while and now it's almost every day like the day before yesterday I woke up at one o'clock in the morning and was right that's nuts I had to check to see if this thing was still recording so one thing about doing this shit is that suddenly it just stops and then you realize you just wasted a half an hour of your life whatever. It's great. It's good to be back. It's good to see everybody. I know I haven't seen many of you because I've been at home, but I've been out a little bit, going to some fun summertime things. Maybe I went swimming with you. Maybe we went uh, to the lake. Maybe we went camping. Either way, I'm always writing, and if you act like a fucking asshole around me, I might write about you, but the way I write is that uh, if something is a little bit controversial, of which most of it is, I will hold on to it, and I'll try to tell the story in a way that it is. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't expose anybody specifically as to uh, something. Uh, you know, something they may have said or done or whatever. Alright, let's get a... Let's do this poem. This one's a good one. Nah, I'm not gonna do that one. Alright, let's do this one. When will I return to a state of normalcy? Was I ever there in the first place? I don't know. I take a deep breath... The whole building is shaking from the lumbering train passing by. And I'm still asking myself, why? Why has everything transpired the way it has? It all changed so fast. And yet, not fast enough. When my world was falling apart, time seemed to come to a virtual standstill. Thank the good Lord, I am over that hill, or at least I believe I am. Can I see ahead, or am I always looking behind, buried alive? I feel as if I am being buried alive in an avalanche of my own poems. All I want to do is catch up and perhaps attain a bit of good health in the process. I keep telling myself to relax, but it isn't working. It makes me worse somehow. Maybe I should make them shorter. That way, it won't take me so long to beat it out on the keyboard. Too much writing is a good problem to have. For me, it is the opposite. At least, I am not being buried in excrement. Isn't that nice? The very real problem that I have is that I'm writing all these poems, and then I gotta fucking type them up. Um, why don't you just write it directly, type it directly on the computer? Because I like the personal touch of writing it in the book. I have written poems on the computer, but I like to have the uh, a physical copy in case the world comes to an end, and I lose, all the computers explode at once, like, um, from some kind of, like, sunburst, solar flare shit going on, boom, and then all the electronics go dead. Then what do we do? I lost all my shit. Of course, same difference is that you only have one copy. You lose that. You are fucked. You are fucked. (laughs) Luckily, I'm not fucked today. Although many years ago, when I was like uh, 16 or 17, I dropped out of school to be uh, depressed and finish my novel from New Jersey to hell. And uh, I lost the... Like two of the notebooks that I had the, like the the middle and the end of. And, uh, it crushed me. It absolutely crushed my spirit. And I thought I could never recover. But I did. I came back and I started writing a book about my drug adventures. Um, when I was like 18, 20 years old. It's got my first, first time I ever did heroin in there. Uh, first time I ever did acid. First time I ever did ecstasy. First time I ever went to the hospital for a drug overdose. That was... Hey, Barnsey. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I know, I know, you were hallucinating that my skin was changing colors. It's okay. We all know now, years later, that, uh... Everything's okay. None of us died. Well, you know. A lot of people died, but, um... Nobody, nobody. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Nobody lately, because it's like every two months there's another person adds to the list. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone out 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 here who clicks on their timeline and looks at their friend's page and says, "Oh, I wonder what this person's doing." And then you say, "See the in memoriam fucking thing," and you say to yourself, "How did this happen? What the fuck?" Most of the time, it's fucking drugs. Fucking heroin. And most of the time, it's somebody who had problems with me doing heroin. Who had problems with my drug abuse. And would tell me things like, You know, what's the point of talking to you? Because you're pretty much already dead. Yeah. Well, I'm not. But that happens when uh, you you have to make a big life decision. Because I was doing heroin all the time... Shooting up fucking cocaine and crack. Anytime you turned your head, I was shooting something up. And I had to get to a point where, uh, I was fucking tired of it. Tired of the guilt. I still have this guilt that, like, exists over my soul. That feels like, like I'm always doing something wrong. Like, uh, like I'm still doing the drugs. Cause I'm so used to just being that way all the time. Where I had this normal life. You know, trying to fake it and then, like, trying to slip in as much hard drug use as I can while no one's looking. Here in Spokane, it's an interesting situation because these people out here, like, I tried buying drugs. I bought drugs off the street a couple times and I hung out with some tweakers, did a little tweaking. And it came to my brain that this was not a good, not a good place to do their kind of shit. Like, it's bad enough if you grew up in a place and everyone was on meth and heroin and they're just, like, your buddies from going up and stuff. You know? And, uh... But here, I got here, and then, like... I didn't know any of these fucking... These degenerates. And, uh... I invited some to my house, and I did not like the way I felt. On meth... With a bunch of people I don't trust. Especially when there's guys like motherfucking TJ motherfucker who stole my motherfucking phone, who got the fucking helicopter sent to my fucking house, the goddamn police dogs, they got me fucking to fuck me up. Fuck you. Fuck that guy. Here's a big fuck you to everybody who has ever fucked me over. Everyone who ever said that I was a fucking idiot for wanting to be a poet back in New Field, New Jersey, that was not an option. You couldn't be like, oh, I'm going to be a poet. Well, that's how everyone treated me. Like, oh, this guy thinks he's going to write? Well, good luck. You didn't even go to school. You didn't even go to school. You didn't even go to school. Yeah, I'll take your school and shove it up your fucking ass. But one thing, I didn't go to school. But another thing, I'm not worried about fucking paying back student motherfucking loans and shit. And I'm learning plenty on the street. Plenty at the actual events. Plenty when I do manage to get to workshops and things like that. There's a lot of fucking places you can learn shit without having to go to school. And if you are a smart motherfucker, you will be driven to educate yourself and learn new things. Because it makes you feel good. Okay? I didn't buy a poem book one day and say, "Uh, The Dumbass's Guide to Writing Poetry. I just fucking started doing it. I fucking started doing it. I believe it was um, maybe like seventh grade class somewhere. Uh, They had like, oh, we're going to have everybody write a poem and send it in. um, And then we're going to get it published in this little anthology. And uh, they picked my poem and they picked one other girl's poem. I believe it was, uh, I don't know, somebody's. And uh, they printed it up in this book. And um, you had to buy the book, of course. But it was nice, and now that book is lost because I left it at my father's house before we moved, before I moved, and uh, so maybe the only person who's got this book is um, people who are in my 7th grade class in Notre Dame Regional School in Landisville, New Jersey. Some scary things happened there. Hi, everybody! Everybody thought I'd be dead because I kept trying to kill myself every five minutes. I'm back. I'm back and writing about it. Like writing about everything. I got to keep doing it because if I don't, I get all I call it the mental constipation. It happens. It gets get backed up and shit just starts getting to you, And everything starts making me angry. Oh, I'm so angry all the time. Oh, man. I got to calm down. Calming down with the poetry... Ironically, when I'm actually writing the shit, I'm very tense, and, you know, I kind of just, yeah. The reason why I get up early in the morning to write poetry, because I don't like being interrupted, I can't imagine what I would do or say to somebody if they called me right now on this motherfucker, and they messed up my shit. I would be very pissed off. So I'm doing a 365-day writing challenge. It started as 100 days, and then uh, I've gone from there. It's a very interesting challenge, because I've challenged myself to write every day. Which is something I should have been doing already, but I never did. And now I'm holding myself accountable for it. So, this is a poem I wrote on day 200. It is day 200 of my 100-day challenge. And now I have fucking been running myself ragged for perhaps no reason. My life is an ocean of self-imposed guidelines and deadlines. I turn what I love into work, and it gets worse. I am not going to pretend that every day was truly inspired. What should be an achievement, I find myself flung into panic. Tried to take a shower to wash the scum from my hair and skin. All I can taste is failure and anger disappointment. Why am I crying? What in God's name am I trying to prove? Even when I win, I lose. Day 200 writing every morn, sometimes into the late hours. That of an unwilling and unenthusiastic night owl. People think I am happy. I am always smiling in the photographs taken of thy tormented visage. Life is a mirage. It is only there to beckon one to come. Come enjoy this oasis in the shifting, blistering desert sands. I bend down to drink with thy camel, Mustafa al-Arak. Another mirage? And I end up with a mouth full of fucking sand. Gritty granules, they dehydrate me further. I spit along with my camel. At least there is something we have in common. You have been so good to me, Mustafa. Mustafa. Too bad you are nothing more than a fabrication birthed in the imagination of a man. Day 200, and I am way past having lost my marvels. We are entering a new land of the unknown. Despite all the support and the love, I have rarely felt so dejected and alone. 200 days, and I am wasting away. I pray thee, do not follow me. Go home, Mustafa. I feel very alone and isolated when I'm writing a lot of the times, and uh, sometimes I'll make myself a little buddy. Mustafa al-Arak. The camel is a very nice fellow. He has never spit in my hair, at least not that I've noticed. Red and Black Sandals. It's my poem about my famous sandals that everyone has made fun of at one point or another. And they say, man, what are you doing with that big sandals on? They were the last shoes my father bought me before I moved to New Jersey. And I still have them. And uh, here it is. Red and Black Sandals. You are a relic, a veritable link to my past. Not that these poems aren't more than enough of a link. Eh? Red and black sandals. I have been adorned in you for five summers. Bought at the mall in New Jersey. This pair, the backpack my father gave me. These are the ties that bind me to my former homeland. Plus, an increasingly obsolete Apple laptop adorned in prescription stickers. The extra ones in the bag from when I received refills. These sandals, they have carried me. They have wearied me. They are from times I would rather forget. Moments like those depicted. But I suppose I should not. I am caught between whether I should keep you or discard you. You have stained my white socks red. My friends, they make fun of your size. Too large, in your opinions. You have been with me for some of my most momentous defeats and a couple of victories sprinkled in here and there. Why do I care so much about what should amount to little more than plastic? Or amount to little more than trash? Is it because I feel a sort of kinship Or am I in the grip of my OCD inability to part with such a thing? May I make an expiation to you, my old shoes? What can I do for you before you take that final ride out of here? Sad to say, that final ride, it shall be in the back of a garbage truck. Good luck, my shoes. When you are gone, I shall miss you. All right, now we're going to do new things for kings. I am standing halfway inside, halfway out of my back door, writing, gazing out into the distance at the ethereal tree line. Gazing past the great bridge, the one whereupon I have watched so many Boeing 737s go by, them an army vehicle. I know not exactly where they are headed. If it is a 737, I hope it is to the ground forever. Clever minds, they spend their time coming up with new things for kings that control us through deception and fear. We are nearing the edge of a point, the point of no return. Fire burns uncontrollably till they are eventually extinguished. They become Mayor Embers. Very nice. Now for some manzoni in the morning brand coffee. Ah. And uh, to be on brand, got some weed. And the weed of the week for last week for the camp out was Purple Punch. It was amazing. To me, this weed's pretty good, too. But I don't know what brand it is, so I can't talk it up. One thing I can do, though, is take a hit. Yeah! I love smoking weed. It affects everybody differently. So, if it doesn't affect you well, don't uh, don't get too hung up. Alright, I'm going to do this poem. The poem's a little bit too crazy for most. I'm going to have to maybe take out a couple lines. But either way, i doing the poem from the camp out. The main one. I was writing poetry the whole time I was out there, every morning. But when the camp out was done, I wrote a big poem. And this is the big poem. Some of the other ones I've sent to uh, the Northern Idaho Lit Crawl. So I'd like to perform some of my Idaho poems in Idaho. That would be nice. and see if the citizens there enjoy them as much as I do. But this one, a little bit too crazy for that. So I didn't send it to him. I haven't sent it to anybody. This is called Monday Morning Post-Party Psychedelic Reflections. No Cuddle Puddles in the City of Man. This here be a declaration of it. The party is over. And we hath returned to our buttoned-down modern lives, fueled by electricity and telephone wires. You don't need a phone that deep in the woods. The dizzying hills and peaks, I weep. Caught in the grip of day. After blues. Reality is sadly setting in. Celebrate whence thou can. You may not know such joy again. Not until next summer, or the next. No cuddle puddles in the city of man. Spokane, city of meth! Meth. Without methylene dioxy, it means nothing to me. Although it meant a lot to Lemmy, R.I.P. No time for sad stimulants, except for when the crash cometh. And it has come. Like a fall off 4th of July pasts. Teary eyes have dried, and my eyes were open so wide. Super Mario would have been surprised. Lucy in the sky. Candy flip, gazing upon the glow stick bath, hath the Predator been shot in this vicinity? The looking glass twas magnified a thousand times. Soaking in the Idaho flavors with a score of like-minded experimental individuals. I am able to open up and reveal to you my truth. No P.O. riding my ass from here till eternity. Six years of that was enough. Drinking myriad cans of bush, some apple pie moonshine, and fine dark rum. That's not a bum. He's simply a dirty kid on the ground. Exhaltations expressed out loud. I need that recipe for good brown gravy from country artist Joe Diffie. Red eye gravy, red eyes, no Republicans around to be found in the big red state. It was great. I know there was like this fat guy kept ride by on an ATV staring at me when everyone went swimming one day. That was weird. Don't be late to the party. Or you might miss it. Don't quit on your inward journey. Project it outwards. Can't go back if we're always moving forward. And you call yourself a time traveler? Call me the unraveler. I could have untied the Gordian knot if Alexander the Great hadn't cut it in two. A little history lesson for you. I speak my truth, whether you like it or not. Woodstock 50 was cancelled. But Andy Stock went ahead. Full force. For better or worse, we find ourselves changed. What else shall we permanently retain in our tired brains? Snapshots in time. Snapshots of life. Hard rock, down-home country. And what a fantastic country this is, in earnest. I will forever know you, dear Idaho. I will forever know the smell and imagery of a man opening a hard seltzer can with a loaded revolver. Boom! Tastes like gunpowder. They mix it with cocaine and snort it in Africa. Luckily... We are not child soldiers. We are the children of the forest. The electric Kool-Aid was concentrated on stark white paper. Thick, I welcomed it as it touched my lips. Just as I welcome whatever fate has in store. Sure, I want more. Another taste of galactic dust. I trust you will keep this in confidence. Bliss comes with the promise of eventual physical exhaustion. Still, it was immensely awesome. A bit of brain damage is a small price to pay. Live in the day. Rule the night. In all its inky enveloping blackness. Dealing with demons. Capering in the darkness. Severed flaming skulls smiling strangely at me. I wish thee the best. Good Andy, remember that every possibility is just within reach. All you need to do is trust yourself to grab it with sweat-stained hands layered with remnants of fire-soot. This was one for the books. We will be forever looking ahead But for now, I accept the air-conditioning comfort of thy bedroom. I did not sleep. Friday, Saturday, it only came late Sunday night. Still, I can write, and I did. Can you please keep a lid on the more sordid details? And perhaps I can reveal to you the location... Of the Holy Grail. I am the butterfly always in transition. Put your ear to the earth and listen. Acclimate to the frequency. I must escape the crystalline cocoon. Spread thine wings, warm them in the gentle afternoon heat, and fly. <sighs> Thank God Andy pulled that shard of wood out of his eye. How else can one hope to cry blood? Would I do anything differently? Not this time. Back to the daily grind. Back to the arduous slime. Back to sour wines. Back to the LCD screen glow and all that we have ever known in the boundaries of reality. I possess all the tools I need to speed down the highway. Of life stay out of the passing lane or you shall fence be run down listen listen to the cacophonous sound of thine horn a cartoonish ah sasquatch be with me in the back seat he makes for great company throw another color packet into the blaze. Watch the fire as it turns purple and green. When the end cometh, you'll know what I mean, whether you're sixteen or sixty-nine. You can call me blind, but I may feel the same way about thee. Twas a weekend we shall always remember. Now, with these poems, it will surely be forever. Deliver me to Alpha Centauri. Deliver me to Sirius Minor. Deliver me to the welcoming breast of the interstellar mother. We are shooting stars burning brilliantly for what seems like a moment I will not forget these lessons, and I will take care to pass them on. Summer's almost gone, but it will return again. And in such time, we will return triumphantly with trusted friends, and the cycle begins anew. Don't forget how much Manzoni loves you. It's true. All I needed to do was make the difficult decision to finally let go. Let time slow. Only then will the foliage grow to a densely packed thicket. Here I present to you one ticket to heaven. Be sure to utilize it wisely. You, me, Andy, and all the rest. We hath passed the acid test. I wish you the best. We have been blessed, even if some of us fall face first into the bushes astride the winding pack. All in all, it made for a good laugh. Past the bottle, we're headed full throttle, barreling into the extrinsic, extrinsic alien dimension and parts beyond. Big fish flopping in a small pond with loons, and woodpeckers to thenceforth guide us to the legendary magic bus. Get on or get the hell out of our way. Live for today. Plan for tomorrow. No room for sorrow in the land of love. Sacrificial blood. One dead mouse was the only one to fall victim. We think it fell astray of a bag of special marshmallows left open. It got high and was thence smashed underfoot. It's all going in the book with the rest of the Idaho poetry. It certainly gets my pen moving. No doubt about that. Never learned anything like this in class. Perhaps if I did, I would have been more apt to pass. Climbing atop the orient arabesque tower, twice gilded in brass, I cast my prayers to thine ancestors to come after us. A sense of finality, of obtuse peace, greets us in the frigid dawn. We must stoke the embers, stir it around, to foments. The life-giving fire that is perhaps the only thing keeping us from freezing to death. Even in summer, it is quite cold out in those mountains. Did we realize we had the fountain of youth before us the entire time? Let us dip our toes within. And only then may we begin to truly live, survive, thrive, transform to the next stage of our journey. Follow me. I will guide you most of the way. Dawn finally breaks on another beautiful day. Building effigies with mounds of clay, when finished, the great spirit will impart to us this wisdom. And I hereafter welcome whatever it so tells me, and reflect upon it peacefully. Don't rest when you're at the crest of a breaking wave in the torrential storm. We warm our bones and thence return home. Let this feeling never be gone. I will sing these songs to humanity and I couldn't care less if they fail to understand me. Join me. Breathe the best of eternity. I'll be waiting for thee Keep the fire going whilst thou art still moving. Take as much time as you need. Speed is inconsequential. You'll reach your destination whenever you need to. Bless you. Bless me. Bless Sophia. Bless Teresa and Andy. I'll see you later. In hyperspace. It's the only place to be. We truly are free. For now. But. What about tomorrow? Interesting. I hope everyone has a great day. And uh. This has been. Manzoni in the morning. I hope to do more of these. More frequently. And more often. uh, As I. Acclimate to the swing of things. So to speak. And um. I'll be up again tomorrow, writing, doing this, um, another day, another drug test story, which is fucking, completely fucking bonkers, but that's what I like to do, I like to write completely bonkers shit that, uh, I wouldn't necessarily see anywhere else, you got sci-fi, um, humor, weird drug shit, it's interesting, a lot of action, you got a hostage situation, and um, it really is weird. I still haven't ended it yet, but uh, first it was a short story, and then now it's a novella. And maybe it could be a novel. Who knows? I don't know. I'm at 25,000 words. I think I need like 50,000 for a novel. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. A lot of, a lot of crazy shit. And I'm going to keep coming up with crazy shit, and I hope you come up with some crazy shit. I'd like to thank everybody who commented um, on the live feed on Instagram. QuietStorm1. Hey, how you doing? Boo! Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting. I can't go back over these, uh, these comments once I press the end. So I gotta look. I gotta say hi to everybody. This has been Manzoni in the morning. Signing...